Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Hope everyone is blessed. This is Coach Cookie, your life and relationship coach. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a like, comment, and don't forget to share with your family and friends. To all my regular listeners out there, welcome back. And I want you to know that you're greatly appreciated. Here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to reparent yourself. But before we do that, let's talk about the high points from last week's episode where I provided encouraging words to my listeners about how to find peace in the midst of a storm. So naturally, we're all human and we worry or we overthink things to the point where we get so stressed out or so depressed that we have a hard time sleeping at night. And a lot of times it's because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, especially if we feel like we can't do anything about the situation. So a lot of times the unknown brings up fear, anxiety, and a lack of peace. But the Bible speaks in detail about the life of a man and gives a guide on how to handle each phase of life when it comes to fear and anxiety. In this episode, I take a closer look as to how we can find peace in the midst of the storm. If this sounds like something you need to learn more about, check out the entire episode. So let's get right into it for those who may not know what reparenting is. So reparenting is basically a technique where you are acting as a parent to your inner child in order for you to counteract any childhood neglect or abuse that you may have experienced. For example, if you don't, for example, if you didn't get uh, enough love as a child or you didn't get enough attention, reparenting yourself is going to be a way for you to counteract the damage that has been done to you as a child. You know, a lot of the topics that I talk about are surrounding around narcissistic abuse. And this is very common in a household when you are dealing with narcissistic parents. The abuse could have been a number of things, but whatever it was, a child was not able to develop a healthy attachment because their emotional needs were not being met. So reparenting is a type of therapy to help individuals heal from their parents failing when they were young. This could mean that their parents were abusive in some way or even just not emotionally available for the child. Either way, the child was not able to develop a healthy attachment to them. So what happens as adults, they struggle with happy relationships. Reparenting attempts to figure out what it was when we were little and then give that to ourselves now. So now that you have an idea what we're talking about today, let's look at this a little closer and discuss what actually took place. So I believe between the ages of five and nine years old, when your sensitivity was fully developed, something tragic happened in your life, such as a sexual or physical abuse, a death in the family, or being bullied in school. Listen to me. One thing is not worse than the other. Just remember that if it's important to you, then it's important. These incidents create a very strong emotional feeling that is completely overwhelming to the child. The child does not have the cognitive reasoning to work through uh, to, to work through to understand what is going on to deal with that situation. Some people may say, well, why don't they, why, why didn't the child go to the, confront the parents about the problem? Well, this is the difficult part. Unfortunately for some children, it is the parent that is involved in causing the child's dysfunction. 
So the child is left to their own devices. The child uh, is not able to rationalize the traumatic event they experienced, so it affects their emotion. At the height of this child's emotional trauma, the child takes a vow and feels like something is wrong with them, and they start telling themselves that, I'm not good enough. I, I can't cope. I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy. Unfortunately, this is the part of our mind that we label as the inner child. Okay, let me tell you right now that when dealing with this inner child, we have to understand that we are dealing with the human sensitive side of our mind. So let's take a minute and think about this. Do we believe that we're human beings having a spiritual experience? Or do we believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience? Okay, I would like to agree with the second, which we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we have to learn how to connect with ourselves spiritually in order to deal with the human, in order to deal with the inner child human experience. This step is going to be very important because if you can't connect yourself with yourself spiritually, then you won't be able to educate, support, or guide the inner child. So in order to have a successful experience, the spirit and the inner child have to become one. So it's going to be very important to become spiritually in tune. So the first thing we want to look at in the beginning stages of reparenting is to get your spiritual house in order before you're able to deal with that inner child. What does that mean? It means that it's time to get spiritually fit. Why? Because you can't become that loving parent to that inner child until you become spiritually fit. I also like to take a moment to emphasize on how serious this step is because the, the energy from the spirit will become the loving parent or whatever it was that you missed out on all those years that you went through that trauma. Spiritually fit, I want you to treat yourself as you are responsible for helping someone else. I don't want you to be the hero and try to save other people, but I want you to put that energy into saving yourself. Spiritually fit also includes you being who you talk to and spend time with. Remember, you are the direct reflection of the top five people you spend time with. Let me make it easy for you. If you have a very negative friend that you would not introduce to your children, your wife, your husband, or your family, then why are you spending time with them? Stop feeling obligated to help someone who makes your world a worse place. You should choose to spend time with people who want things to be better for you, not worse. So the environment that you develop more than likely is due to you not separating yourself from people who are not good for you, but you feel obligated to be with to help them. Okay, it's time to become your own parent and look at the situations in your lives and think to yourselves, do I want that person in my life or is this person really good for me? This is gonna be part of being spiritually fit. So this is important. So it's time to step back, take a deep breath and help you and start being with people who are good for you. Never feel bad about looking out for yourself. And if that means getting rid of negative people in your life, so be it. While we are on this journey of getting spiritually fit, that also means that you need to stop beating yourself up and criticizing yourself, thinking that you're not good enough. Stop doing that. So the first thing that I feel that is going to counteract this anger is to start thinking about this process. Think about your parents and empathize with them. They didn't get that love and nurturing nurturing that they needed as a child. So they're not able to give that to you when you were a child. This will help you come in in a space of forgiveness and stop taking that what happened to you so personal. So uh, as to the reason why they didn't do the job that they were supposed to do as parents. It is what it is. They did the best that they could with what they were given. 
This will help to ground you and alleviate a lot of anger associated with how your parents treated you as a child. So forgiveness is a big step of it when we're trying to get spiritually fit. In addition to stop criticizing yourself, stop complaining and being judgmental about what someone said about you or what they might may be thinking about you. The conversations that you have with yourself should be positive and of the highest integrity. Remember, what you say about yourself or other people should be good enough for you to say out loud for everyone to hear. If you're not in that space, then you need to reevaluate that. And that's a big part of getting spiritually fit also. In essence, this is the work that you need to put in order to become a balanced, respectful parent with integrity. And above all, be responsible and accountable for yourself. This is how parents learn to accept and deal with things that come up in their lives. And today I'm here to tell you that by the grace of God, when you walk in the spirit, you will develop the strength and courage to deal with these fears. As a result, you won't be so scared and overwhelmed when dealing with this inner child. So with that being said, we've been working on ourselves and getting spiritually fit for a while. Now it's time to work on building a foundation when dealing with this inner child. But before we jump into that, let's think about this negative inner child that we've been dealing with for the past 40 years. And now all of a sudden you want to you want to know what can be done to help this inner child. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be very difficult to deal with this inner child because we're dealing with the mind and the mind does not like to deal with any outcomes that it's not familiar or comfortable with. This is why as an adult, the inner child created situations that would make your life worse. And as a result, the inner child possibly has sabotaged you, your relationships, your family, your career. Because your mind refused to deal with the reality, it only wanted to deal with what it was familiar with. Everybody with me? So when you deal with this inner child, we're going to have a battle on our hands. That's why the first step was to make sure that you were spiritually fit. Okay, let me give you a really good example to get you to think about how difficult it's going to be to deal with this inner child. Let's say that for years you allow your children to go to bed at 11 o'clock p.m. And then all of a sudden, when your kids are 10, 12 years old, you want them to start going to bed at 8 o'clock p.m. What do you think the kid's going to do? More than likely, they're going to do everything that they can to break you down so they don't have to go to bed at 8 o'clock. But as a parent, you have to be compassionate, loving, and consistent so the child will eventually give in and do what you're trying to get them to do, which is to go to bed at 8 o'clock at p.m. Okay, now let's put that same mentality in when it comes to dealing with your inner child. You've been doing and thinking negatively for 40 years of your life, and now you want to deal with that inner child. Get ready because that inner child is going to battle with you. This emotion affects their lives, and they are constantly fighting against it like an internal tug of war. Why? Because for years the adult has been ignored in the, the adult has been ignored and you have allowed the inner child to dominate by making excuses for all the reasons why it's too difficult. You know, you're not helpful. You're not good enough. I can't cope with this or I'm not strong enough. I know you've heard it all, right? This is going to be very difficult for the inner child because they don't like the unknown. So when you start to give it something like self-discipline, which more than likely you didn't get as a child, they're going to fight back big time. Keep in mind that for years, this is how the inner child has been controlling you. Remember, it's all in your mind. 
In the first few stages, the child may fall off the bike, so to speak, a few times, but you should be compassionate enough with yourself to get that child back up on that bike and try to ride it again. So now that you know how to deal with that inner child, let's put some boundaries in place. When you put these boundaries in place, remember to communicate it in a manner that the child understands. So uh, you're going to speak in a soft, fair way, but be firm with your explanation and let them know this is the way we're going to do things. And I'm going to uh, and um, I'm going to look after you and then I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. Make sure you're taken care of. So if you have any questions about this, we'll talk about this later. Remember to do this in a manner that you would do it with an age-appropriate child in a way that is sensitive to their needs and not harsh and it's not going to scare them. And so usually the trauma took place between the ages of five and nine. So when you express yourself, you're expressing it and talking it in a, in a manner that an age-appropriate child between those ages. The more the child gives you a tantrum, let them know that... Um, that you don't hear them and you can't deal with them or talk to them until they calm down. If there's something that you don't like that I'm doing, you don't agree with, let's talk about it and communicate and communicate and talk about it. Remember to be compassionate, firm, and consistent, but most of all, follow through and do what you say you're going to do. When you fail to follow through, your inner child doesn't take you serious and then you lose all respect and integrity for yourself. As you are encouraged by the spirit, you you will continue to be persistent and the inner child starts to trust you and the child feels the benefits of being uh, the benefits of doing things the way that you're suggesting. And then the child accepts that this is when the child and the spirit will become one together and become a team. You're moving away from the separation from being a juvenile and becoming a mature, responsible adult. When this starts to happen, then your healing process will begin. So now that the spirit and the inner child are one, we can start dealing with uh, emotional education. What does that mean? It means that you can start addressing life issues and problems where life didn't happen the way you believe that it should have happened. In this phase, you're able to address things that you, you felt that were not fair and didn't work out the way you intended them to work out. When it comes to emotional care, I consistently validate myself and I have trained my inner voice to be a positive one. When a negative thought creeps in, I think logically and I say, is this negative thought coming from a place of construct, constructive criticism or is this a thought that I have internalized due to poor parenting from neglect? This is when you speak to yourself positively and listening to positive affirmations as much as needed in your mind. Tell yourself that you're special, you're beautiful. It would take some time because you're not used to doing this and your brain has to process this. Keep doing it and eventually it would feel like second nature to you. So when you realize you're not in control, you have to remind that inner child that you that they're safe. So they won't feel like something as terrible is getting ready to happen to them. Another part of that emotional education is that we have to teach the inner child to accept that life does not work out the way we expect it to. No, it doesn't mean that what we had to deal with was right, but that you have to learn how to accept what happened to you. And you have learned how to deal with that. 
a few things that are really good to do on a daily basis that will help with your emotional development is to meditate 10 or 15 minutes in the morning when you first get up and do the same thing at night before you go to bed. Now, the purpose behind the meditation is to deal with the issues that the inner child has given you the day before or during the day that you address at night. The ideal is to focus on controlling your mind, relax, take a deep breath, and address those concerns in a positive manner. I think when you are addressing the inner child, it's also a good idea to journal what the inner child said and what you told the inner child so you can keep a record to remind yourself not to criticize yourself and to be positive. Other good activities to do is to go for a walk and start doing things that you wish you could have done as a child, but you never had a chance to do it. Like go to a tap dancing class, play an instrument, or play some exciting board games with your children that you've never played before yourself. I really just love this question so much. Uh, I got this from uh, my girls out there in Chicago. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my girls in Chicago and let you know to keep sending me these awesome questions and to let you know and everyone else under the sound of my voice know that you are awesome and you have every skill that you need to deal with lessons that come your way when it comes to dealing with your inner child. I'm just trying to encourage you to get access to those lessons that you already know. And a big part of it is loving, believing, and valuing yourself and using and applying those skills that you already have. The spiritual part or the parent has this deep wisdom about reconnecting. And it's not about learning new things, but it's about tapping into that knowledge that you can communicate once you have the lines of communication open with that inner child that was blocked from a a proper child experience. The spirit and the inner child are a team. And instead of the inner child shouting and screaming and overpowering the parent from a spiritual point of view, you work together as a team and you are both equally strong enough to address and teach the child the lesson and then you can move on. Remember, you have what you need inside of you. You have the information. Just allow yourself to connect with the spirit to teach you the life lessons and it will allow you to spiritually grow and it will demonstrate in every part of your life. That is going to be the filter, which means every part of your life, such as your career, your relationship, your physical life, your friendships, your parenting skills, your health, your well-being. When you have that balance right, everything goes through that filter. And also, the more you practice with getting comfortable with being the parent yourself and connecting to the to the inner spirit, the more you practice the compassionate self-discipline, the more you look within for the lessons that you can emotionally educate your child with the more effortless, uh, the more easier this entire process becomes. I, you guys know I can go on and on, right? But I'm going to stop it right there. And I pray that this message resonates with someone today. Any of my listeners out there, I would love for you to share your stories on reparenting and what worked and didn't work for you. Remember, the comments and stories are going to help someone who may be struggling with this. I want to bring content that meets your needs. So if you have questions that you may like for me, that you would like for me to answer or something that you would like for me to do an episode on, please let me know. If this is something that you have been dealing with for a while and you think you may need 
additional help getting through this, hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com. Let's find out if you can benefit from one-on-one coaching. This is Coach Cooking sending everybody a hug and reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.